Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Are we going to have music? Yes, we're going to have music. I think so. <laughs> I was trying to give myself five seconds of silence for processing, but okay, just cool. can't wait that long. That's hard. I'm <laughs> trying. You know this has to stay in the show now. <laughs> I think you're right. Yes. <laughs> Hello, Elsie. Hi, Jess. How's it going? How are you? Good. You know, How are you? Let me tell you why being in Pittsburgh sometimes really does suck. Because as soon as we started, as soon as we pressed the record button... A jackhammer started going off outside of, of my window. That's all right. Well, you know that's not happening in North Carolina. Yeah, not no, because there's uh, no cement. <laughs> so what's worse, goats in the background <sighs> or jackhammer? I'm going to go with jackhammer. Yeah, jackhammer, because goats are cute. Sure. Oh, my gosh. I just heard I, I on my phone how I recorded the goats, um, like, scream, not screaming, but crying when they were babies. Oh my gosh! Their little voices completely changed, just like a little kid. Oh no! And I put it on, really? and I was like, "Oh my god, that was when they were babies." Cute. It's so cute. That's They're... adorable. Like they, it's like a we- that, that sounded like a cat, but that's not the way goats sound. So cute. That's awesome. So cute. So shall we start today? We shall the I show? We have we so should. many discussions and things. Yes. All right. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's go. Go be do. Go be do. So before we actually start, let's um I'm gonna mention one time during the show today about the podcast movement virtual ticket. And uh last week we mentioned some of the sessions that would possibly be in it. You could go to shepodcast.com slash PM virtual. Uh that is an affiliate link for us. But here's why we're mentioning this. For you guys is because it has extra sessions that are only available via the virtual ticket that we didn't even get a chance to see if we would have been able to at podcast movement. But uh, I've had a lot of requests for people to like see my panels and both of my panels were all there were all women every single both of my panels were all women there was not one man in sight. And we had some really incredible conversations. I had a lot of coverage for the uh, for the panel with the CEO, with the radio CEO women, and a, a lot of coverage, a lot of press. And I'd love for you guys to check it out and kind of hear what these radio people have to say. And the other thing is, I want you to check out my other panel. And the only way to do that is if you have the virtual ticket. And I promise you that it's going to be fantastic for you all to to check it out. Plus Jessica's session and all kinds of other things in between. And and Rob's marketing, all that marketing BS is BS or whatever. Yeah, one that I love he had. that session. It's really, it's a really great session, and he, um, you need to watch that because that's worth the price of admission just for that. So please, just for you to know that. Okay. Now, if you just want my slides and you don't necessarily care to see everything live, although it is really cool, my slides are on the free tier of the Podcast Success Academy. So go to podcastsuccessacademy.com forward slash Jess to come into my part of the academy and you can get my slides for free if you just want to see what my slides are. So please feel free to do that. So this week we have some new Patreon. So I'm super excited. Now what we offer on Patreon um, is going to change. So right now it says, well, what it said was they'd be featured in the directory, which doesn't exist and on a sponsorship page on our website, which also doesn't exist. And we would mention them on the show. So Elsie and I have to work to, we put that up January, 2016, which was, probably a long time ago. And and uh, we have to change that. But we are going to be offering some new stuff on there. So if you have a business that you want advertised in any way, please check it out. If you're listening to this, they should be fixed by now. So let me just get into our new Patreons though. Linda P. Jones, who does the Be Wealthy and Smart podcast. And her website is lindapjones.com. She has a new book coming out next month called You're Already a Wealth Heiress. Now think and act like one. 
Oh, my God. Wait, I'm not even done. Six practical steps to make it a reality now. You hear that? You're already a wealth heiress, not goddess. Heiress. So go check that out. LindaPJones.com and then Lisa Orkin from HonestlyLisa.com. She does a comedy show for, uh, for well, she's a, um, well, I don't know who it's for. It's for whoever wants to laugh. HonestlyLisa.com. And she also does some VO work um, and some other stuff like that. So check out her website, Radio-Ranch.com. Give me one second. And so also Lisa Orkin just launched a new podcast. And it's one oh, of the she coolest. Did. Yeah. It's one of the coolest ideas ever in the whole entire planet. It's called Project Woo Woo. And what she does is that she interviews famous people that are like the woo-woo types. But here's the catch. They can be either alive or dead, but she interviews them. And so the concept around this show. Wait, hold on. How did she do that? I know. Let me tell you. (laughs) So the concept is that she has, there's an actor that plays the famous person that comes in, but she interviews them as if they totally are that person the famous person. And so when you come in there and you have these conversations and then the person, the actor that's playing the famous person does a really good job. Like they're not there to satirize. Like they're not there to be kind of silly and funny kind of thing. They're there to, they love the person that they're playing, but it's a, but it's fake, but it's, it's super entertaining. I, I don't even know how to like describe it all, but you guys have to Sounds check it amazing. out. Sounds amazing. Project Woo Woo. And she, Lisa is an incredible professional when it comes to comedy and yeah. creating all kinds of really fun intros and outros and editing yeah. and all kinds of stuff. So in addition Thank to you. all of that, she also is hilarious. And this is an amazing concept. So check it she out. Is. Project Woo I love Woo-woo. Lisa. I love Lisa. She's really cool. Thank you for expanding on that. Yeah. Um, and then Lauren Selfridge, who does a show about full-hearted living with chronic illness. And the show is called This Is Not What I Ordered. <laughs> and the that's the website, too. This is not what I ordered dot com. And then Lynette Young was kind enough to be uh, kind enough to be a new Patreon. I love Lynette. Lynette. She is like one of the first female podcasters like in the Ever history in the planet. of podcasts. If you want to check yeah. out her Twitter, it's at Lynette Radio. She is doing mindful business coaching for individuals and families at LynetteYoung.com. And then the Bravo Women podcast, which looks brand new. And I, I'm not sure if they've launched actual episodes or not, but I know they have a Twitter. So check out their Twitter.com forward slash at Brava Women, B-R-A-V-A-W-O-M-E-N. Thank you all for supporting She Podcast. We really appreciate it. Uh, and we really need the money. So if you are feeling generous and you would like to be one of these people as well, please go to patreon.com forward slash she podcast and see what new stuff we're offering. Could be something you want. Um, and now on with the show. Woohoo. Should we do some news or not? no? No. Okay. We should not. <laughs> because one thing we forgot to talk about last week for podcast movement we forgot to tell them that you like spent the night, like you spent the weekend here before podcast movement. And we always talk about how different we live and how we should wife swap. And so I'm going to need to hear your assessment of the, of Casa Kupferman. Oh my God. You it never even told me privately. No, I didn't because it's just so beautiful. I mean, honestly, you guys, it's so beautiful. She's got all of these really fun things I didn't even know existed. Like what? some of them, it's like, like that refrigerator with the, Ugh. With the screen on it, and you press buttons, and it gives you things like hot it just water. Like, it doesn't give you like breakfast. It gives well, you like hot water. Almost. And, oh, almost. come on! I'm not the. All right. And so, so all of the appliances are like the coolest things ever. No, but anyway, that whole thing. And then with the whole coffee thingy, Majigger, where you press the buttons on the coffee thing and it delivers and it gives you like all the different sizes. Like if you want like a 16 ounce cup or an eight ounce cup. And I'm like, or what if you the? Want it stronger or weaker. Yeah. What yeah. in the heck is that? You have to see, like, you know what I have? Let me tell you what I Okay, so here's what I have for my coffee. What's sad, Elsie, is that most of the people listening may have these things already. <laughs> it's like somebody transported Elsie from the 1950s. I know. I know. Go ahead, though. But this is crazy. But anyway, my thingy is one of those. Okay, you know how when you have, like, the you had the old school coffee maker thingies, like, instead of putting those paper filters you could put a mesh filter that you wash. Okay. So now in that realm, instead of having like the entire coffee 
accoutrement, like the entire appliance. What I mm. have is a little glass heated filter thingy majigger that is like that. So in that shape, like in that cone shape, it's like heated glass and it has a little handle on the end like it's a cup. Okay. Yeah. And then at the on the bottom of that glass has a little plastic thing that you set on top of your cup. Okay. And then so you essentially just have that. So it's like you put the coffee just in like you have put a little coffee filter inside of that heated glass thingy. And then you manually with your hand. No. And hot water. Pour Stop it. On top of the of the coffee grind ground and then it like comes out the bottom and then so it's it's yeah so you have to heat you heat the water you put the thing like everything is separate i'm gonna have to put a link i'll put a link in the show notes to what i use please do then let me ask you this yes how long does it take you well it actually doesn't take very long at all it's just that i have to be there no 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 no, it takes like seconds because once the water's heated all you do is pour it all right but let's just say this though so it takes about 10, 15 minutes to boil water, maybe 10. Then you have to do the no, whole thing. So no, that's 15 you, minutes it, It's time. only like a few seconds because I have a, a, a kettle, one of those warming kettle thingies. All right. And so I I'm, just put, saying, like I'm just saying minutes. my Keurig costs like $150. Uh-huh. And if you add up all the time it takes you to do your thing, I wonder if you would make more money. <laughs> uh, no, but you know <laughs> like what? You know, how, how big is that Keurig though? It is why? Because it can yeah. make a whole it can make a whole carafe of so coffee then, if you need well, it. All I'm saying is that if I had that, I wouldn't have any counter space. Fair enough. So then it would be the Keurig. Like there will yes. be no room for anything else. So running, you yes. have the counter space to have all the things. That's true. I don't. I don't have any counter space, yeah. really. So I have to make like I have to actually move when I'm oh, and I don't have a, a dishwasher, so I have to wash everything by hand. So when I wash everything by hand, I have to set out the the little places to put the the wet stuff right. until on the counter, and then I have to put all that away and then remove that so that I can have the counter space back. Really, that's interesting because yeah. it's yeah. So there's that. So yeah, there's no way so- I can have. That. Did you feel that my house was a display of excess then? No, I just think that it's like one of those things where I'm like, this is a lot. <laughs> I Like what I first thought was like, how do I clean that? How would this be? I would not be able to keep this clean. I don't. I pay someone to do that. Well, see, then there's that too. Because I've been like, nobody can, I, can, I feel really guilty to hire somebody to come clean my house because it's like, like I told you, it's the size of the room. <laughs> It's like Little House on the Prairie. It's like the size of the room where you have like, you know, the couch where we hung out. Like that's my entire house. No, I'm just kidding. It's actually both (laughs) of those rooms. It's the it's the room where we drive up to the house and she looks at my garage and go, that's the size of my house. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, okay, keep in mind, I bought this house with the idea that two teenagers and a baby would live here with us. They don't. Right. But they were supposed to. Right. I get that. I totally understand. I'm not saying it. No, but I want to know. But I did kind of want to know your innermost judgment. Like, why does she have this? Or this room isn't being used. There was zero judgment. Well, that's because you love me. But let's say you didn't. There was zero judgment. I'm like, I... The chandelier that's too low for the room in the room you slept in. Because that was just a mistake. My mistake. I didn't. I have zero judgment. I've been to to so many different houses in my life that I don't ever go like, oh, my God, why do they have this? It's like, it's your house. It's my house. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't have I don't go like, oh, my God. I was very nervous about you being here for this reason, that you would see all the things that I've either not thrown away or don't use on a regular basis and been like. God, there's just excess everywhere, which is true. No, because when everything- you do have a house of, of you know, spatial capacity, you don't throw things out as quickly as you probably should. So I have like a house Correct. full of stuff that I need to go through. And that in itself is a job bigger than just keeping it clean. Correct. But that has nothing to do with anything other than the fact that we as a society, I think, have a hard time with not only acquiring stuff, but getting rid of stuff. And yeah. and my mom is that way too. I am as that way too. So it, it's been really, I think this is the least amount of stuff I've ever really had, even though we still have like a two, 
what do you call those places where you put stuff and you rent it? Storage. Storage, storage space. Storage. So we have two storage spaces full of stuff. I haven't seen in years, which probably will mean that if that those places ever burn down, I won't miss them. But, you know, I'm serious because I have no idea what's in there. Um, And then sometimes I'll go, I'm like, oh, my God, here's that dress. But then it makes me think, like, do I really like, do I really need that? So but my mom is the same way. Like, she's got this entire um, garage full of things. And it's not really just her fault. It's also my my fault, too, because she had two boxes. When I was there, she gave me the two boxes like you need to look through these things. Can I get rid of this? And I was like, okay. And I started looking and she had almost all of the papers of mine from high school. She had all these uh, birthday cards from high school that people had given me, all kinds of newspaper clippings that I was featured in. I mean, all of this information that I know she kept, but also that I was keeping and that I used to have when I was in LA in my own um, apartment, which she kind of inherited all of those things. She just kept them. So I, because I had been so far removed from that, I was then able to go like, yeah, get rid of this, get rid of this, get rid of this. Um, I kept a couple of things, but not very much. But I could see, I mean, she's got the same amount of stuff. I mean, every single thing in her house is full of stuff, like every nook and cranny, not in the way that I have full of stuff, because I have no place to put things. So I actually, ha- it's kind of like m- my house is a closet outside. So <laughs> meaning like when you walk in there, the entire place is a closet. Like it's just where you put stuff. Like there's no right. other closets right. where she has beautiful no arrangements. Things. She has beautiful yeah. arrangements of all the things. Like every tabletop has all kinds of tchotchkes ch- on it and tons of albums oh and I pictures really and, pa- and and beautiful, beautiful things. And but she's, it's very mindfully done versus yeah. my house, which is just, this is where we put all of the things because there's no other place to put it in a closet. Like there's no closet. So it's just here. Part of the problem is Scott is kind of a hoarder. So like okay. if you go in his office, like you open, you can barely open any drawer in his desk because it's so chock full of just whatever he's collected over the years. And like, it's funny that you say that about tchotchkes on the, on the dining room, t- on the living, whatever, the coffee table, because when I very first went to my mother-in-law's house, she had a glass coffee table and it was covered in like candlesticks and glass bowls and little, and I thought, oh, she must be cleaning out her china cabinet. No, no. That's just how much shit she has. Because her china cabinet was also, is also so full that you can't even, I mean, it's like shit pours out everywhere you go. I mean, they're, they're masterful at hiding it all. But it's here and it drives me bonkers. Well, speaking yeah. of Scott, what did you think of him? You spent some time with mean? him. I did. He's sweet. I don't know. He's sweet. He's a lovely man. And plus, how come I know that I've spent some time with Scott before? Yeah, he said you guys met at a um at a podcast movement in the yeah. Dallas, maybe when I was pregnant. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he came that's with me right. We did Dallas. we spent some time before yep. like that. But I You're yeah, no, right. no, no. I love Scott. Uh, Scott is great. He's so he's a sweet, kind, sweet and kind. He is. That's he's a sweet was... soul. Um, so I have some funny stories to tell about Elsie. One, oh <laughs> um, one is that there was one time we had to run to Ulta. She needed something for her hair, and she we get in the car <laughs> and we pull down the driveway. And as we're like driving down the street, she pulls out her computer. And I was like, what are you doing? She was like, well, I thought I'd work until we get to Alta. And I point and I go, but it's right there. <laughs> She's so used to driving 40 minutes to get anywhere that like she totally thought she could get work done between my house and the Alta. And I'm like, no, look, you can see it from right here. We all we had to do was turn left. And it's like not even a mile away. She was like, oh, oh. And she like kind of closed it and like put it away. That was so funny. That is true. I'm, I'm so conditioned to go like, okay, now every time I get in the car, I'm going to be She's in the car to for work. like 45 minutes to an hour. So I'm like, okay. It's it was like to- muscle memory. She brought it yes. everywhere we went. Every time we get in the car, she was like, oh, I can work. And I was like, no, <laughs> no, no. So she started, she actually started to do it because the grocery store is a little further down. It's probably like five miles. So like, uh-huh. We got so you know we went to the grocery store and she worked like for what five minutes before we got there, which I thought okay, but I took her to Wegmans, and Wegmans is well Scott and I describe it like this: it's like a regular grocery store and a Whole Foods and a like pickup dinner type deli, 
and a Williamson Sonoma and a cafe with a bar. It has all these things in there. And I thought, I bet you anything, I'm still going to have to take her to Whole Foods because I don't know to what extent they have the things that she wanted. Well, they have most of the things she wanted. And actually, we got our lunch for our VIP day there. And so actually, a couple of weeks later, I forget what I was. I was like, oh, I just spent so much money at Whole Foods because I thought I would just like after she left and after podcast movement, I went there just because I was we needed stuff. And I was driving by. I ended up spending like $350 in there. And I text her and I go, how the fuck do you? She goes, why are you going there? Just go to Wegmans. <laughs> I was like, what? That's your that's your tour. To, that's your reason for being. She was like, no, I'm converted. I would never yeah. go there again if it's, there was Wegmans was so great. I loved it so much, all the food. You know what it is? It's just because of their... Okay, so yes, I do love Whole Foods because it is comforting to me and it's got all of the extra like things. All the... Like if you go to get chips, I can get the chips that I like. Yeah. If you want to go get peanut butter, I can get the, the peanut I butter that I like. covered chickpeas at when Whole it, Foods. Yeah, it's, they've got all of the things that I would totally try and all the stuff, like for sure. Now, that yeah. said... Wegmans has the most incredible array of prepared food section that I've ever seen in my entire life. My face (laughs) almost fell off. And so I was like, how? What? Like, all the sensations I had, desires in my mouth to have certain flavors of food, (laughs) I could have. Like, I could go like, hmm, my mouth feels like it needs to have some Mexican. Oh, my God. Look, they have this whole that you can have it. Either prepared, like totally raw, like with <laughs> this nothing. This is the part that's my favorite part. I know, like you can have it just like, you know, I'll go home and cook all this stuff. You can have it, I'll go home and heat it. Or you can just eat it now. It's full. It's ready. It's hot. It's perfect. Yeah. And I was so like, they- oh my God. Like all of the, fe- even my emotional state, like if I'm too, ups- if, if I'm too tired, I could just get the heated section. If I, if I'm having energy, then I could just have all the raw things that I could just put together. And I, I mean, I was just floored. And the, uh, yeah, I didn't even know what to do with myself. I'm like, I want to go there now. I think I'm this just, is my do- favorite part. <laughs> it's like, we we're trying to pick dinner and I was like, so they have it hot if you want to eat now or like so let's just say like she was saying like um enchiladas they have a hot bar with the enchiladas or they take the enchilada stuff and put it all together for you and then put it in the cold section so that you would heat it up later or they have the chicken pre-marinated yeah. next to the tortillas next to the yes the cheese all throw- shredded for you but it's separate so you but, you compile it right but it's not just enchiladas. It's like 40 things. Yes. So it's like enchiladas or stir fry or Thai food or barbecue chicken or yeah, like anything you could or meatloaf. And you can either buy the pre put together meatloaf that's not cooked or you can buy a slice that is cooked or you can buy a slice that's cooked but cold. Yeah. <laughs> it's so like ridiculous. Crazy. It is. I- now, and I never really verbalized it. And Elsie was like. I can have it all the different ways. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I guess you can. I never thought of that, but it's true. You can have it all the different ways. It's so funny. And you can also have it in bulk. So then there's the option of like, <laughs> there's either just me, I'm eating by myself. Like, I just want to have this because I am hungry. Or I can go, I am hungry and I'm hosting 10 people. I'll just yes. buy all of this and right. just bring it. That is so, so funny. I mean... I didn't even know what to do. And then they do have the, perhaps even above the minimum of the organic selection of everyday things that I would want, including my special drinks, which is we as a family live on special drinks, meaning, um, I, I mean, I guess the, the majority of the United States, I guess a special drink for them, or, and I'm saying them as in like, it's not us, um, to go and get like a big thing of like diet soda or a big thing of Coke or a Sprite or whatever, right? Or, or Slurpee. Like that's like regular United States. Like here in this family, we like our kombuchas and our, and our interesting teas and our, you know, uh, cold brewed coffee, Kombucha. organic from the three, you know, beans yeah. only in the perfect, you know, she place in over in the corner, local things. Uh, so yeah, so we, they also have a selection of these special type drinks that we like to have in this house as well. Like the water made from, you know, like the coconut water straight from the coconut thing. That's not the regular coconut water that everybody's making, you know, all the stuff we have, you have the variations. So I am a convert. I want some of that. (laughs) 
where we live too. I hope you get it. Right now, it's only in the top northeast. It was just funny. And it was also funny to observe Isaac with Elsie because like before bed, and I know I posted video of this, but it was just hilarious. Like he immediately was like decided Elsie was his best friend and then asked her to hide in his hiding spot with him. And then they like went into the tent and they were in there. He was probably in heaven because I never go in there with him. Like he had like to play hide and seek in there, but I don't often stay in there with him. Elsie, and even if I do, I only put my head in and I lay down on the floor so I can look up the, like she went in there, crossed her legs and they proceeded to have like a little, he was telling her about something and she was like, oh, really? Oh, and so like I'm in the chair watching like they were just like in their own little world. It was so cute. It was so cute. He was so, okay, lie down. Okay, sit up. Yeah, he's bossy. And he was like, no, lie down. We're going to sleep. I was like, all right. So, but it was just so cute. It was the cutest thing. He is just so cute. He's pretty cute. Oh my God. I can't, I can't take it. He also took to Mark very quickly. And like, I posted video of him like, Actually, what I told him was that British men love to have little boys climb all over them. So like so that he would like run and jump on Kieran and then he would run and jump on Mark. And then he would run and jump on Kieran and then he would run and jump on Mark. And I thought Mark was going to die because every time he jumped on Mark, he would pick him up in the air and put him down. And he was like, oh, my God, my shoulders. Are... Plus, this yeah, was the day I'm after sure. we did all the dancing and all the drinking. So they were both like ready to die. Right. Sweet. But then when we got dinner. Mark sat in the beanbag chair by my television and Isaac parked his little ass right next to Mark. Oh, the other thing he did was we were watching TV before Scott got home. Isaac chose to watch like, I think Scooby-Doo and Kiss. <laughs> and, uh, and he was sitting on the couch. Like Mark was just kind of like, they were all kind of zoned out because we were so tired. And something scary came on the screen and he goes, <laughs> we have to cuddle. And he runs to Mark and like puts <laughs> his arm around him like this. <laughs> It was so funny. I was like, oh, he pulled a move on you. So funny. And then once they left, like, I mean, he liked all of them. But like once they left the next day, he was like, where's Mark? I I want to send him a message. So I wrote it was a little video that said, I love you, Mark. I miss you. And then the other day, too, he wanted to send Mark a message. But this time it was, I love you, Mark. Come back, but not with the others. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. <laughs> But not with the others. Not I was like, others. that's very specific. Yeah. Not with the others. Anyway, it was really, he's so funny. And I got a, I got a heavy blanket. This is the last thing we're, we're saying before we get to at least some podcasting news here. Oh, a yes. Bit. Tell them. Yes, I do. I, you never did find out what you thought about that. I did. I like it. I liked it. Um, I think that I'm going to see if I can get one of those things. That was really great, I think, for me. And, and also, the thing is, you guys have air conditioning. There is no way in any way yeah, here at this moment in with a level of heat that we're experiencing that I could even imagine having yeah. one of those weighted blanket things on me because it is like I am throwing all the things away because they cannot be on my body whatsoever because it's so hot in the room. I end up putting it across my chest and leave my legs out if I need. So yeah, I gave Elsie a weighted blanket because when she got here, she was a little strung out on stress and travel, but also because I was afraid she'd be cold because my house is always 60 degrees. So like I gave her, it's a 25 pound weighted blanket that I got. Ideally, it's for stress, not necessarily for warmth. It's for people who have maybe sensory overload issues or sen- anyway. So I was just like, I think this will help. And like she she seemed to sleep OK. I don't know. But like I'm glad she got to try it out because I they're like 100 bucks. But it is really helpful just to sort of like you put the weighted blanket on you and then you just kind of like you're calm. You're like instantly calm. And actually, Elsie, you can just get one for the shoulders. You don't have to get like a full blanket. So like if like if, for example, May May, if maybe it would help her like if she's ever a little bit wild, you can just be like, here, let's just sit down for a second. You wrap it over her. It just kind of like settles you out. You know what I mean? Well, part of it is that it's yeah, I do that with my clients in yoga. This is something that I've done and I've been taught and, and I teach and it actually really, 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 really works. And then a lot of the yoga classes that I had, especially in the bigger yoga studios, that had all of the stuff, right? Because all of these things cost money. 
I would generally, whenever we're finishing up a class or everybody needed some serious grounding, that's actually what you do, Jess. It's like I would have everybody move into Shavasana, which is the last pose, if you will, of the class, which is when you lay on your back, essentially, and you just kind of hang out there. And then I would have them all get a sandbag because there are these little sandbags that you can get that are about a foot I would say they're about a foot long and they are about six inches wide. Maybe mm-hmm. some of them are a little bit bigger. And what you do is you you grab a little sandbag, you take it next to your mat, and then you lie on your back and then you set your your thighs so that they're essentially facing straight forward, knees facing forward. So you're like in a really neutral position with your legs and then you grab this sandbag and you put it on your upper thighs. And what that does is that starts to soften the connective tissue in your hips. And when the hips soften, then the rest of your body starts to relax and it actually is a trigger for your nervous system. So makes sense. I've done that all the time. And and at a really simple level, you just put like a couple of blankets on top of your thighs or even just like a bolster on top of your thighs. And even just that little bit of weight helps. So I know the power of heaviness and weight on the body for sure. And that's what I do for my clients. Like with when I have a private client and they're really wired, I am the weight. And and when I say I am the weight, I'm not like laying on them, but I am putting strategic pressure on certain parts of their body so that they get grounded. And one of them is like the ankles. Even if you just grab a hold of people's ankles and press them down into the earth, they tend to let go. It's it's a very strange thing and unless you have experienced it before, you won't know what the heck that I'm talking about, especially if you have no concept of it. But if you have mm-hmm. been the recipient of somebody giving you a an adjustment where they ground you, which is what that is, you'll go, oh, yeah, I love that. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but anyway, the blanket was amazing. I loved it so much. Good. Yay. Okay. I think it's finally time to stop. To do some news. Do some news. Let's do some news. The news you can use. For the informed podcaster, podcasting news. Oh my gosh. All right, so Midroll Media had some uh, crazy uh, news here that I just saw. Yeah, let's take a look. Yeah, you want to read what it says there? Sure, I can read it. Scripps owned podcast content and advertising company Midroll Media booked $9.97 million in operating revenue in the second quarter, according to the SEC filed 10Q for EW Scripps. The company held its earnings call last week. The 10Q was not available at that time. The roughly $10 million revenue presents a substantial gain of 35% over last year's Q2 revenue for Midroll, which was $7.4 million. Rain reported that in Q1 of this year, Midroll earned eleven million total. That's a lot so of money, that's, dude. It's a lot of money. Now, again, just to compare, because people were like, "Radio's dead." Last year, radio made eighteen billion dollars yeah. in revenue, and podcasting was like three hundred and twenty-five million. Correct. So it's just good to keep things in perspective, but it's still pretty exciting. I think it is. I think so too. I mean, for for that, and for the fact that. Um, they're part of a bigger media company, right? Scripps is 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 renowned and and longstanding, and for Midroll to be moving in this direction too, I think that's congrats to them for for continuing on that path. You know, it seems like Absolutely. they're leveraging a lot of really great connections and advertising, and they're they're really leading in being able to get some big brands into the mix. So, kudos for them for for doing that and and definitely, keep, you know keeping going and whatnot. One thing also that I really like about Midroll is that they are also going out of their way to do some education for the rest of the peeps. <laughs> you know, for yeah. the rest of podcasters who are like, I want advertising, I want advertising. So <laughs> they have made it very clear about what the parameters are of the people that they work with, who they don't, what you need to, you know, all of those things are inside of there um, when you go check them out. But I'll have a link in the show notes for that stuff too. Oh, and I forgot to tell you guys, the everything we mentioned prior to this, all of the shows that we mentioned for the Patreons, all of the all of the other things are all the links are in the show notes. So you don't have to go anywhere else. They're just there, either on the website for the latest episode, or you can with whatever podcast of choice you are listening to, the podcast app of choice that you're listening to this with. The, all the show notes are hyperlinkable there. So you can go straight to these articles even as we're speaking about them. Right on. All right, so we are going li- to hear a little bit from you and Mark. 
Okay, ladies and gentlemen, the few gentlemen that listen to She Podcast, this is Jessica on location in Zoom with the mysterious Mark Asquith. Mark, you made a very bold decision to spend what I believe is the most money you've ever spent on a marketing campaign uh, or on an event for podcast movement in the launch of productivity, yet did so without the purpose of telling anyone what productivity was. So let's investigate a little bit. Are you brilliant marketer or giant D-bag? Let's discuss. Well, either, either. <laughs> I mean, right. The, I guess the second one is debatable regardless. But let's talk about the decision first to um, what made you decide that you were going to launch it but not – like why, why did you do that? Let's just start there. Because it's not ready. Okay. If it had been ready though, would you have told people? Yeah, we would have launched it there. Um, we didn't, kind of didn't get ready on purpose because I think with certain things you can launch them. There's a whole, you know, st- start with MVP and iterate it and iterate it and iterate it. This is not one of those things. Um, the MVP of this needs to be very, very good. It needs to have a lot of stuff in there that we want for V1. Um, wait, which wait, takes wait, a lot of- wait, wait. You're using some... Uh- so MVP is uh, yeah. minimum viable product. That's like the baseline thing to launch. Okay. Um, and V1, V1 is just version one. So anytime I say V1 or V2, it just means version one. Okay, version. Or version okay. Um, Not everyone so, yeah, listening is a, is a developer. Okay, so MVP is minimum viable product, which means like the least amount of stuff you can offer. Okay. Yeah, the, the one Sorry. thing that it's supposed to do. Um, but our okay. one thing that it's supposed to do just requires a lot of – well, it's not so much that. It just requires a lot of other things to make it work um, and for it to, to work in its best format and get as much attention as it needs and be as adoptable by as many people as it can be at that stage. It needs a lot more work, um, which is not unexpected. It just needed that work doing. Um, and we could have just ignored it. We could have just not bothered – not bother bringing the brand to podcast movement, but um, where's the fun in that? <laughs> was there any point when you realized it wasn't going to work that you had like a an oh shit moment? Not or, really, um, no. because I always knew that the brand was going to be very, very good. You know, I, I've worked with Kai um, Wilkinson, who was my partner at Hack, so he's like the world's best at that stuff, and... He was always going to do the work on it. Um, I mean, actually, that's not true. Internally, we were going to do it at podcast websites, and then we decided not to. We think we could get a, a slightly different output from, from working with Kai. Um, so we're all, it was always going to be branded really, really well. It was always going to be really high class. You know, that brief was tight for a long time. Um, so I always knew it was going to look good, and I always knew the way it was going to launch. And then it was just a case of how much information do we give. But what's the point in giving like 10%, 20%, 50% information? That has quite literally no impact. It becomes forgettable. So you either give everything that knocks people's socks off or you give people nothing, which makes them wish they had different socks. You know, it's... Why not launch... Well, I was going to say, why, why not, yeah, like blow people's faces off but just not have it ready? Not, this is what it is. You're going to be... Oh, because it's kind of a letdown. Well, it's, no, it's not even that. It's because what it is is that transformative. That I know if, that you can't it, just be like, sign up to see it. You're like, Pfft. yeah. If if we did that, it Fuck would that. be it would be it would be something that a lot of people would be thinking, ah, okay, we're gonna we're gonna try and do that. Um, so we've got we've got to just get that far in front and get all the legal side of things sewn up. Um, so there was a few different reasons for doing it, um, and it worked well. It did. It worked really, really well, which is kind of nice. So explain that a little bit. Like, so you never had an oh shit moment, but um, when you got there and you saw how people were reacting, what what was an indicator to you that it was going well? Just people signing up. Even the even the people that professed to be annoyed and pissed by it, they were still signing up. You know, so that worked, and that's 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 the annoying sign of marketing. You know, like no one wants to eat at McDonald's because they're shit, but you do. Um, you know, it's, there's so many different versions of that thing where you're just so annoyed by just how you've been sold this thing or, you know, the messaging's got you so much. And you're like, you motherfucker, how do you know me so well? You know, it's, it's one of those. And it's that, that's kind of productivity was in that bracket when it comes to when it comes to that. It, it didn't, it only, I reckon it annoyed about 1% of people. Uh, we, you and I spoke on text about it. There was like four mm-hmm. sets of people that came out of it. There yeah. were people that were excited and exuberant and like, holy shit, get me in. There were people mm-hmm. that were kind of excited and exuberant um, and were kind of like, well, a maybe go on. I'll, yeah, I'll take a punt on it. Then there were people that were like, uh, no, I'm not interested. 
because you know if you're not going to tell me I'm not dick for not telling me right exactly but they were really they were like one percent like I said and then there was the fourth set of people which were kind of the people that didn't acknowledge it I think it was like an ego thing a lot of people that came to the booth and quite literally didn't ask what it was um on purpose yeah on purpose and it's you know we've all done that before when our ego won't let us do something or we won't acknowledge something's there or we've all been there haven't we you know and I've, I've done it myself I'm sure you've done it and it's it was just well, it was very interesting to, see, interesting to see the type of people and specifically who those people were doing it. Um, I just thought it was very curious. And then there's actually a whole subset of people you don't know about that asked another person, should I go see what it is? And then had another person say to them, he's not telling. And then the other person just goes, well, fuck him then. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But we That's got, not even you know, about we... ego. It's just fuck it. If yeah. he's not, I'm not playing games with his. But we, we got approximately – Approximately fifteen percent of the entire podcast movement audience signed well, up. Well, that's very cool. That's excellent. Exactly, fifteen percent. When you okay, first day of the expo, you're on the floor. Everything's set up. People start coming in. Was there any point during that day where you were just like, "Shit, what if this doesn't work?" No, no way. The worst case that it doesn't work is like, what is the worst case? You put a bit of money into it, it doesn't work. No problem. People still know about the brand. You're just the dick that didn't tell anyone. Next year, people are like, oh, this is what it is. Like, there was, there was no risk associated with it. Quite literally, no risk. So you never once were just like, you had no, it's kind of like, like, for example, me, like when I go on stage, I speak a lot and I don't really have stage fright. However, the exact moment before I step on stage, like maybe I have to pee a little <laughs> and then it goes away. Like maybe I'm just like nervous for a second and then it goes away. You never had that like. Oh shit! What have I done? Okay, never mind. It's good. Kind of moment. Never. Not really, because no, because we had the buffer of the merch. Like the, the free shit That's is true. always you the had buffer really at conferences. Good merch. Exactly. We did that on purpose. That wasn't an accident. You know, that was just if people are that pissed, you just soften the blow with a well, fine, take a large T-shirt and come back. But I will warn you, you're going to be, you know, you're going to be number two thousand in the in the line. Um, yeah. And, and and that's that's all right. That's all right. So, the, the, you know, what's the risk? You give people a T-shirt and a nice water bottle and people really like it. And the, wor- the worst case scenario is that they've got a nice T-shirt. Like there was no risk. You know, we were, there was no financial yeah. transaction. There was no people signing up and having to onboard them or worry about churn or any of that stuff. There was just it was just a little test and experiment. Yeah. Um, I had an interesting experience at my booth also where it's like, you know, if people don't have something to do, like you at least had the benefit of gathering emails so there's something to do at your booth mine was like we're just here to let you know that we're here and here's how you join and here's what it's all about and here take a card people would get irritated at me like because i wasn't selling them something which i thought was really interesting it's like what's this all about we're a free community oh what do you guys sell nothing it's just educate it's just free oh and then they would just like pound off like i was an idiot <laughs> all right well, it's a funny like- one that i think People want to be sold something at Expo Halls. I think, interestingly, like, we, we were at you know, the podcast websites booth. Our call to action was sign up for the free Podcast Success Academy, which you and me obviously are working on. And we got, again, on that, we got, whatever, 220 sign-ups at it. But it was because physically, rather than just saying, well, you know, go away and do it, it was physically going, you can now sign up. Right. You can write here, you can sign up. We got, like I said, 220 awesome. um, members who will then become, you know, paid members and then eventually Hopefully. podcast websites members. Yeah. So it's... Yeah. Um, you know, you got to just take the risk of it. People do want to be sold stuff. That's just a common thing at these expo places. I do. Salespeople love to be sold, and I am definitely one of those people. I will buy anything off like an infomercial. I don't even care what it is. It just always looks amazing. Oh, I'm the other way with that. I'm like, screw this. Of course yeah, you are, because yeah. we're opposites. Anyway, yeah. all right. Well, that's been very interesting. Um, do you have an ETA as to when? Well, first of all, if you're listening to this, go to – it's like it's spelled like productivity but without the R. So it's productivity.com. Sign up to see what it is. And do you have an ETA for when it's going to – you're going to tell people more about it? We do not. Just go and get <laughs> your invite, you product, productivity.com. And uh, the more you share that invitation, the more referrals you make, the higher up the queue, the up the line you're going to jump. So get your invite, productivity.com. Do it. All right. Thank you so much, Mark. That is very interesting. Very interesting. So you know what? After hearing him talk about it from that, from the perspective of a show floor, mind you, sorry, Mark, but I never went to their booth. And and that was not because like, I'm not going to go to his booth. It's like, 
I just simply didn't have time. Like I started to do a little bit of a walk around the show floor and stuff. And I got to about the WordPress site, which has had really great swag, by the way. Anyway, um, I, but I never quite got to, to that booth. Right. But, and you had told me about it and everybody was wearing those t-shirts and whatnot. L- hearing him from that side of things, it's kind of changed my mind a little bit because I was like, well, that's, mm. to me, it was like, oh, how annoying. That's just so annoying. And it's, it's Indeed. Re- like, it's very, re- is it repulsive? Cause I want to say repulsive, but it's not repulsive as in like, oh my God, I want to throw up. It's kind of like, um, you know, when you have the magnets and like the magnets either come together or they just repel each other. It was like that. Like, that's how I feel about that strategy. It repels the type of person that I am. That mm-hmm. said, Hearing him have that conversation, it made me go like, okay, so that's really interesting. And I actually would consider doing something like that if there was something along those lines that I believed in so wholeheartedly that I would stand behind it. I now, in in that perspective, meaning in, in a conference setting so specific to the audience, like podcast movement, which is specific, obviously, to podcasting, I would consider doing some like one of the things he's, he just did. I like that. Now, when it comes to online selling it or online marketing, not selling it because you're not really selling anything at this moment, but marketing it, I feel that it probably isn't the best for some of the maybe thought leaders or people who he really wants behind his stuff or to talk about it that are key individuals because I would figure that this type of thing would be seen as hype and unfounded and then Mm. people might not do it. It would appeal to those that want, that are, that are quick, quick, give me something cool. I really like fun toys and like the lowest common denominator, if I may say that. Another thing that came... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go, well, it's respond. true that those people, the thought leaders, etc., were the ones who would come up to him and then act like it wasn't happening. Those are the it people... It wasn't happening as in like... It wasn't happening as in like, he didn't have a product like, hey, or Mark, you're not going to get no, my name. No. They wouldn't ask anything about it. Like They would come up to him and be like, hey, Mark, how's it going? What's going on? Everything good? All right, great. Well, nice to see you. And not even ask about... Even though he was standing at the productivity booth... Well, the thing is, though, dude, here's the thing, though. It's like he said he wasn't like there's nothing to say. Right. Right. So why ask? Like, I'm not like if you like you told me you're like, well, he has this thing, but you can't really know because it's this thing. And it's like it's not finished and it's a secret and it's going to and it's going to revolutionize all the things about podcasting. But we're not he's not talking about what it is. And I was like that what you just said to me, I'm like, okay. So why would I want to go talk to him about it? For a free water bottle and t-shirt. Like you just gave the scoop to me. So if I see Mark, I'm going to be like, hey, what's up? Like, I'm not going to be like, tell me because obviously he's not going to. Right. Hey, Mark, what's this about? Can't tell you. Well, what will it do? Can't tell you. Why are you doing? And then, and then, why are you doing this to bring a more aware? So, like, the, it's just a loop that I just don't want to have that conversation. Like, it's not interesting to me. It was more like sign up and you'll find out. It's going to be revolutionary. You don't want to miss it, right? But that's like that's hype, you know. And if it's like if it's like you're, yeah, I just it feels weird. It's like it just feels like okay, wow. I don't even want to have that conversation. Remember that thing a while back? It was called Podcast Toolbox, and they were going to have this great thing and sign up for it and. I, it never came out, and they kept sending me emails. Oh, we're getting ready, and this and that. Next thing I know, and I stopped getting emails, and I was like, okay. So I, I think that it was probably they tried something and it didn't work, and they're like, okay, well, I guess we're just going to drift off. And I'm not. That I'm saying Mark's not going to do this, and I'm sure he's got something going on, and he's an amazing developer and stuff like that. So I, I believe something's going, but hmm, I don't know. I didn't even get a free T-shirt and a water bottle. That's how dumb I was. I didn't even know he was giving them away. Water bottle is pretty nice. <laughs> no, but any, the- anyway, but the, here's the thing, though. Again, going back to the podcast movement thing, I think that it really did work for him. He actually got what he wanted, which is which is great. And I think, again, looking at it from his point of view and the way that he positioned it, I think that in a public setting like this, especially at a conference, 
it works. And especially when you were talking about the whole booth thing and people want to be sold, like there are certain expectations with people going into the booths because they're going in there to see what you have, right? So like there is, and even if it is a, a water bottle and a t-shirt, that is something like you can get that from that booth. And, and people are looking for things like that to do something at a specific booth to get something either at that moment or later. So I get that people are fired up for that. I think that one of the reasons where I feel online, and maybe this is actually moving into the whole male female thing, like, I'm sorry, but I am incredibly suspicious suspicious as a woman when somebody says just sign up because you don't want to miss this i've been sold to so many different times and there's been so much hype over things that don't deliver and people are getting really good at marketing and i've seen this conversation coming over and over and over and over again people are geniuses in terms of marketing selling you on a product and then don't deliver and then so i am jaded now in that in that sense like i don't really I really only sign up when I have a direct relationship with the person who is selling the thing. So mm-hmm. my interest in this product is mainly because of Mark versus because of the marketing strategy. Because That's the I idea, know Mark, right? Exactly. So but if I didn't, which is when you posted the link inside of the She Podcast group, you started to feel the push on that. And people only signed up because of you. So you're literally putting your reputation on the line because these ladies do not know Mark. A lot of them don't anyway. Some some do. And so you are essentially the, you're like, yeah, you're putting yourself behind or in front of to be a liaison yep. for that, which is your job. Right. Because that's mm-hmm. part that's part of it. That's why he strategically chose you to do it. Uh, and thank God that he is a good guy and he is ethical and he is, you know, Indeed. he's smart and all of these things, which is great. But to the lay person who comes in there and just says, like, hey, sign up for us. What is it? It's just it's going to be great. <laughs> OK. Right. And so a lot, there's a, there's a, it's all based on trust. And and I think that maybe for sure. some it would really it would really work. But for me, like the first thing that I thought about just as a woman, mind, mind you, without any relationships, right, without any relationships with you or relationships with Mark, if I was just out on the outside in just observing, I would stay away from it because I feel like I don't want to be sold to that way. I feel like right. it is if I may say, it's just may. below me. It's just like, you know, don't do that. You just don't, don't want to be down. You don't want to be don't, tooled around. Yeah. I don't want to be tooled around and I don't want to fall for it. shit. Yeah, I don't. I you know, it's I like, it. that's so stupid. So I will move away from it. And, and there's nothing you can do to get me to sign up via the marketing side of things. If I, I respect you and I respect Mark in that sense, I would step into it, but it's all built on your reputation versus the delivery of the product. Do you know what I mean? Right, right. So I guess good on him for, you know, getting you to be the front of that because it's really you are the reason people are stepping Me, into him. Personally? Yeah. yeah, you personally are the reason people in She Podcast that do not know Mark. Again, there no, you know, no other relationships in front of this. But you are the liaison. You are the one that is the lens for this. And that's a big responsibility. Hmm. I didn't think of it that way. So, and, and the only reason I'm bringing this up is because I have now, you know, with like um, sitting in front of a panel for another company who is, you know, had been, has been really great for me, which is Jacobs Media, which are the people who gave me the opportunity to moderate this panel with these incredible high-powered CEOs, even though... That was not my panel. I have to answer to whatever criticism or commentaries happen in that conversation because I'm essentially the front-facing part of this, whether or not it's my conversation or not. And that was a big lesson that I learned. And I was like, oh, crap. Like, I remember I posted a picture of us. You know, it was like, you know, the Jacobs Media came to me. It it was already set up. So I had nothing to do with the development of the panel itself at all. The topic was set. The title was set. The the women were part of that were part of the panel were set. I was just added as a moderator. And I said yes. And I thought, wow, what a wonderful opportunity for me to take the seat of being the podcast 
independent podcaster person. Mm -hmm. And I put a picture up on, on my Facebook page. And one of the first comments that I got was why there are all these white women. And, right. and I'm just saying, you know what? I honestly was like, well, I immediately started to go, well, it's not my panel. But you know what? Every time you take a seat of leadership and it's in a front-facing position, you must understand that it reflects on your own reputation and your own brand. Right. Regardless. Agreed. So I, you know, so I had to, you know, I mean, I immediately went in and I and I voiced my people's opinions to Jacob's Media. And I said, these are some concerns that immediately came up from my people. Mm-hmm. And I got a lot of information, and I think in that conversation with them, which are, who are really receptive, there was a lot of intentionality shift changes within the way that they will do things in the future. There was a lot more of a point of view that was expanded out there. The conversation was started. So even though there was no solution in that moment, all I know is that I, you know, you're you're in it. You're in it. Your reputation is intertwined. So. I just thought I'd share that with you. I guess I'm in it to win it. <laughs> You're in it to win it, dude. Oh yes, my God. fantastic. So can I just talk about Alex Jones in terms of what happened versus any commentary? Because that's going to, we could comment on it later. But um, Alex Jones, the, I, I don't even know how to, how do you, how would you qualify this man? He is um, a concert. He's a nut job. Well, okay. He's a nut job conservative nut job yeah and he also has referred to himself as a performance artist is what i have that's how what he calls himself but anyway he is you know he has nefarious and kind of evil conversations on his show with a lot of people who listen to him and take action that on the other human beings and is being hurtful to society as a whole and he was actually banned from essentially some of the top platforms like Spotify took a lot of his uh, episodes out. Apple Podcasts kicked him out of the directory. Uh, YouTube also kicked him out of their platform. I think that those are the three big ones. I think he's still on Twitter as of now when we're recording. He still does have that. And mm-hmm. so he was, this was like a really, it set up, I think it set up a very big precedent onto the things that are happening out there. But I think that it's a, it's a story and I think it's the repercussions can have long-standing ripple effects into a lot, particularly when it comes to, I think, Apple Podcasts, because this is the first time that I have seen Apple do something this in your face, like mm-hmm. this, like we are going to do this, because usually there's times where they will ban certain content. They, I mean, they're real sticklers. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you can't have with the copyrighted material. They don't let you have any kind of profanity in your episode descriptions or or show descriptions or show title. Like you cannot have anything like that on, or you will be kicked out. If you have a show that you cuss in and you don't label it explicit, you could get kicked out if somebody happens to listen to that show. So they're very specific about a lot of the things that they do. But this is the first time I've ever seen anything like this. So right. I'm only commenting on that. I don't really want to go into the specifics of it, but it it will have more repercussions. And I think that we can discuss in, in a future episode more of what that means for us yes, as ma'am. content creators. I think you're right. Let's move into some tool tips and call it a day. <laughs> Shall we? Elsie's tool tips. So we have, uh, I want to share with you guys that Shure Microphones, S-H-U-R-E, is having a webinar about microphone selection and placement. So the reason I'm, I've never attended a webinar from these guys and there is no affiliation with Chi Podcast, I'm just putting it out there because... I think that's kind of cool that a microphone company is stepping out and actually creating something for podcasters. So it really says podcasting and mobile recording, a webinar. So I'm all in to check this out. This is happening Monday, August 20th at 8 a.m. Central Time, mm-hmm. uh, I think. Or two, There's uh, two oh, of them. 8 a.m. Uh, that, that's right. 8 a.m. Central Time and 2 p.m. Central Time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I believe it's free. So go ahead and check it out. Link in the show notes in case you guys want to. We have uh, questions about microphones and kind of. St- oh, John, you have some thoughts mm-hmm. about the ATR 2100 that I think that we need to hear as a community. Well, I'm getting a lot of people that are using the ATR 2100 as a handheld. 
And mm-hmm. I don't know if they're holding it too tight or the way, but it's making a ton of noise. And, mm-hmm. you know, I said maybe this isn't a, a great mic as a handheld, as, it, you know, as a podcasting mic in a stand where you're not touching it. It works great. But like as a handheld, I think we're having problems with it. And I remember sitting down at Podcast Movement with Rob Walsh and I said, and he was talking about the ATR 2100, how it's not a good handheld mic. And he went to the people from Audio Technica and said, hey, you know, a lot of hand noise with this. And they're like, it's it's a $60 mic. What do you want? So they're like, okay. Uh, All right. So, but okay. you think that it would be a good mic. I don't know if you could put some foam rubber around it that would change things up on it. But you have to be wary of using that. Now, here's the other thing. If you're using that into a digital recorder, put a set of headphones in and listen to what you're recording. Like in a Zoom recorder, there's a spot for headphones that you can monitor what you're putting out there. So that way you can hear the hand noises and maybe change up the way you're holding it or or squeezing it. Because that stuff can't be taken out in post. It's baked in there and it's horrible. And it's always moving when they're moving from their mouth to the guest's mouth and the guest starts talking, you miss the beginning part of that because of the noise. And you really can't get that out of there. So that's mm-hmm. my tip. Well, Jess, you use that with your interviews with Mark Marin, remember? And you did uh, other interviews on the show floor. Do you remember anything like that when you were like dealing with the audio or anything? I remember feeling like it wasn't as good as I would have liked um, I was using Boss Chalk and I thought it was Boss Chalk because everyone always says oh, right. how much okay. I my mic is good, but it is mostly when I'm sitting down. I guess I have not. And also, it's not like the other person has a mic or was mic'd up. Like I was walking around with my mic out. I was trying not to shove it right in their face, but maybe I right. should have done that more, you know? Right. Absolutely. Well, so, live and learn. Yeah, and I mean, tough. and thank you for that, guys, because so putting yeah. you on the spot, John, I don't know if you have an alternative, but is there something else that you think would be great for uh, the show floor that is along the price range of an ATR2100? Well, if you're going to use an ATR2100 and you're using it plugged into your H6, just use the H6. It's yeah. a great handheld. Yeah. And then good, also good put headphones in a jack so you can monitor it. The other microphone that I've used, I've tested here, is I have a Shure SM58, which is the basic workhorse microphone of bands and stuff like that. That has a better handheld. You don't get as much noise moving it back and forth. So that works well. That's about a hundred hour mic. So I would use that. But I mean, if you're just going to be on the floor, the H6, because I've been playing with this now since I sleep bought it, it is really, really good as a, just a handheld. You could just move it back and forth. You don't get a lot of hand, like movement noise with it. It's nice and solid, especially when you have batteries in it which you would need if you're doing this, you're not going to have it plugged in. (laughs) But at first I was using this as a recorder and it was kind of lightweight and I didn't have batteries in it. But now since I've been playing with it as recording interviews, my kids hate me because I come over and I'm like, Hey, how you doing? And they're like, dad, don't record me. I'm like, I don't care what you say. I just need your audio. I need your voice on audio. So I can, so then I would go back and forth. I interviewed the dog because we have a dog that goes, and I'm like, how are you doing, Sasha? So I was checking that back and forth. So it does work really good as a handheld. I know I'm crazy, but this is what I do. This is my the art this is of podcasting. His life, people. Yes, this is what I do. Mm-hmm. That's his life. All right. Well, now now you guys know. So if you're you know making your list for the holidays, oh my God, we're closer to that. Um, you can you can put that in your in your stocking stuffer. Uh, decisions of, of whatnot. Anyway, if you guys have any feedback for us, you can email feedback at shepodcasts.com. And you can send us emails. You can give us voice feedback too, even if you go to speakpipe.com slash shepodcasts. And you can leave us a message there directly into from your browser on your phone, especially on mobile devices too. It's super, super easy and the quality is really great. So please go ahead and do that. Um, and this is a really quick Shout out to those people that are in the West. Those people, the West those, Coast people. You people. Who's you people? <laughs> you people. You people. So I'm actually going to be going to the San Francisco Podcasters Meetup, which is happening on August 14th in the evening. There will be a link in the show notes. And what they're doing is that they're bringing me in virtually. And I am doing a session for about 30 minutes, which is how to grow podcasting. So if you are 
in Northern California near San Francisco and you want to hear me or hang, you know, hang out with fellow podcasters and kind of hear what I'm going to be teaching about of how to grow podcasting, please show up. It, it is, from what I understand, it's free. So it's just a meetup for the San Francisco podcasters who've been uh, at it for quite uh, a lot of years. So thanks yeah. guys for that and ch- check it out. Yes, please. And, yes. And then you take away the rest of the closeout. All right. So thank you guys so much for listening again. Check us out at ShePodcast.com for show notes. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ShePodcasts. Please send us a note if you have anything to say. Feedback at ShePodcast.com. Don't forget your virtual ticket, ShePodcast.com forward slash PM virtual. You can use the code SHEP, but it does not include a discount at this time. Also, if you want my slides, podcastsuccessacademy.com forward slash Jess. Thank you so much to our editor, John, at audioeditingsolutions.com. If you need an editor, hit him up. He is the best of goals. Anything else? I think that's it. Thank you guys that's so it. much for listening. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>